0: I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every day. Many of the conversations that I've been having recently with friends and colleagues and prayer partners have been about what's called here in the States, quarantine fatigue. And maybe you've had some similar conversations or situations where everyone's talking about how exhausted we all feel with this ongoing dilemma that's affecting all of us. It's a global dilemma. There's a lot of stress that happens there. So, I'm wondering about you. What have your conversations been like during these stressful times in the human story? Now, there are some reasons. We also decided in my recent conversation that there are plenty of reasons to be thankful. Right after I told one of my prayer partners that I would really like to have a bonfire and burn all the screens because of all the screens that we're using these days, it gets to be too much. But as she prayed, she said, Lord, we are frustrated, but thank Thank you for this technology that enables us to stay connected in so many created ways. So yes, lots of reasons to be thankful, to be thankful and thankful. (laughs) I like that. One of my favorite things about quarantine life here in Illinois is that it's given me so many opportunities, so much more time to just read. And so as I was spending time with my youngest son, Elijah, I decided to reread a famous story about his namesake. In the biblical book of 1 Kings. And I want to take you there with me today because Elijah was a prophet of God who seemed to have it all together. When he prayed, God answered every single time. His prayer life was legendary. And God even blessed him with the ability to bring people back from the dead. In 1 Kings chapter 17, we can read about how the child of the widow that he was staying with became very sick. And that child, died. But Elijah prayed. And the scripture says, the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and he came back to life. Like I said, Elijah had it all together until he didn't. After spending three years of uninterrupted time with God, talk about lots of free time, speaking for God, for the people and performing miracle after miracle. If you fast forward though, to chapter 19, Elijah is missing. And the truth is, he burned out hard, deep in depression. And it's not something you hear talked about a lot in the community of faith. But the truth is, intimacy with God does not mean immunity from depression, from burnout. Elijah was so burned out and depressed and just feeling so lonely that he actually wanted to die. And this is so important to understand. In this life, this journey of faith, and especially in matters of soul care, intimacy with God does not mean that it's impossible to become depressed or to burn out. And Elijah was just exhausted. He was physically exhausted. He was mentally exhausted. He was spiritually exhausted. And he had been so obedient, so faithful. And this led him into exile. For three years. So his connection to his community was all but gone. And many people are experiencing depression these days because of that interrupted, altered connection with community. I know that's one of the things that I struggle with. And Elijah was doing great before this meltdown. He had a massive showdown with the enemies of his people. And he stood strong for the one true God. He called down fire from the heavens and let everyone know that only our God is the Lord. But then a short time later, when the word got to the queen, Queen Jezebel, she said she was going to hunt him down and kill him for embarrassing her priest. And I think that was it. For Elijah, that was the last shred of chaos that he could handle. He just wanted some peace from all the drama and all of the work. And so he just wandered out alone into the wilderness. And the scripture says, he ran for his life, he sat under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself from God that he might die. And I wonder if he was as disappointed in himself For responding with such fear, as so many of us often feel, we feel like when we burn out like this or we're depressed or discouraged, we become disappointed in ourselves. I know I do. Even quite recently, I just felt so disappointed in myself for buckling under the weight of the stress and responding with fear and even hopelessness. No one really knows about Elijah yet. I mean, we can talk to him when we get to glory, but it reminded me of a conversation I had in one of our um, Sunday night Zoom gatherings. We started out talking about how to build a life of wisdom on the foundation of God's love and guidance. And then we wandered into a conversation about how God feels about us, God's opinion of us for those times where we know we've fallen short of His will for our lives and when we can't handle it and fall apart. My friend said something along the lines of this. He said, I often wonder if God is as disappointed in me as I am with myself when I mess up. And immediately I was reminded of Elijah, but not Elijah the famous prophet. I was thinking about Elijah, my 14-year-old son. The Saturday before, we had had that small group conversation inspired by the Miracle Grow commercial. There's a COVID-19 commercial for Miracle Grow, and if you don't know what that is, it's this product that's supposed to help your gardens to grow big and strong. And we have these container gardens, and the commercials were so inspiring that my kiddo and I, we decided to start our very own 2020 Victory Garden. That's what the commercial calls it. Victory Garden! And so we planted jalapenos, peppers, tomatoes, basil, zucchini. Uh, The zucchini did not work out. But I I asked him that one day, it was a sunny day to go and water the garden, and he was so happy about that. But I left him alone for just a little bit to get something from inside the house that we needed for the garden. When I came back, Elijah was gone. I mean, it was as if my child had just vanished. Now, he does this a lot. Ever since he was three years old, I've been chasing Elijah because if he sees something he's interested in or afraid of, he just takes off running and he's really fast. He's super impulsive and he always has been. And he's also exceptionally abled, as I like to say, literally a genius, but that impulsivity is a constant factor. And we've heard some news. We had heard some news at the time about break ins in our area as some people are going coronavirus crazy, I guess, and they've been breaking into homes and things like that. So immediately I started feeling very afraid, frantic, not, you know, like out of control, but I started calling out for him, yelling his name, looking in every direction then I ran back into our house calling for him. I checked the second floor, no response. My heart just about stopped. And then I finally calmed down and I prayed, Lord, where is my child? And then suddenly, there he was. Elijah was looking at me. He was smiling at me. I said, where were you? And you scared me half to death. And my son said, I'm sorry, Mom, I was at the top of that tree. He pointed to the tree, I was at the top of that tree. I didn't mean to scare you, I just wanted to climb the tree. And I said, okay, that's fine, but you heard me calling for you and you didn't say anything. And really, I wasn't mad at him at all. I was so glad that he was okay. I mean, I was so excited my kiddo was okay. Can you imagine? Wow, have you ever lost a child and and you get him back and ooh, you can't describe how excited you are. And so, I thought about my friend in small group Bible study, and this is an issue that so many of us deal with when it comes to the things that definitely lead to spiritual exhaustion and burnout. I've learned this over the years and from literally hundreds of people who want to live lives of true faith, probably thousands of people, to be honest with you. When we feel disappointed in ourselves over a mistake that we've made, it's tempting to believe that God is disappointed too. When we burn out, when we run out, maybe we're in a spell of depression, And the truth is, God is not disappointed in you. He's a loving Father. And just as I was calling out for my son and he was not answering me, God is calling out to you and to me. And even when we pretend that we don't hear him, he is so glad when we finally come home safe with our Heavenly Father. If we feel distant from God, afraid even, because we know we've gotten distance and we're out of alignment and we've gone up some symbolic tree somewhere, it's because we've moved away from what's best. And God is right there, hoping that we'll see Him, listen to His voice. He's calling for us. We'll see Him for who He is and just come home. Please know that God loves all these questions that we ask Him. As my prayer partner told me this morning, He is excited when we ask Him for wisdom and strength. Whenever we come to Him, He's an excited Father, ready to receive you with open arms. And if we feel that distance, it's because we've moved away from what's best, and God is right there with us all along. He loves our questions, and it doesn't matter if you are down or if you're up a tree or under it like the prophet Elijah was there in 1 Kings. God cares about every tiny little detail of your life, and He longs and wants to be there for you always. Elijah the prophet met with God under that juniper tree. He found out God wasn't upset with him. God told him to take a nap, to rest, because he was exhausted. And then he gave him something to eat. He listened to every word Elijah had to say. And in time, after Elijah was rested, he reminded Elijah of who he was and the calling on his life. And God gave him specific instructions for the next chapter of his journey, but only after he was rested. So if you are there today dealing with so much uncertainty and stress, asking big questions about the future, big questions about God, I pray that you will take the time to read about Elijah in 1 Kings and see what God reveals to you about who He is and how He loves. One of my favorite tiny habits is to let the questions that I'm asking serve as a prompt to take positive action to realign with the will of God and then celebrate that decision to choose to walk by faith, one tiny choice at a time. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm praying that you will continue to be brave and be wise, be mindful and be present, and be kind to yourself and others because you, my friend, are so loved. Please stop by juniefelix.com for more encouraging resources and a free download of one of my event bestsellers. It's called The Gift of Sorrow, and you'll also receive updates on the release of my upcoming project with my publisher, NavPress. It's called You Are Worth the Work, Moving Forward from Trauma to Faith.